Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. That noise in the background is my dog chewing her dinner. She recently got a haircut, and now she thinks she's too cool to uh, eat in the kitchen like normal people. So we got Dave Mahesh on this episode. Uh, this is going to be a really good episode, by the way. Interesting topics that we go through. We talk about anxiety. We talk about his time on uh, Mr. D, very fun show. Um, comedy in general. Uh, his stint in L.A. Now he's in New York. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a great bunch of conversations. And I think you're going to like it. And a lot of people, a lot of people ask me, like, Pantelis, I'm liking the podcast. How do I support? It's really simple. Um, you go on iTunes and you subscribe. Maybe you leave a comment. Uh, I prefer the negative comments, but a lot of you uh, people like to leave positive ones. So you could leave a positive comment. Uh, you can go on YouTube, subscribe as well, Pentel's Comedy on YouTube. That's pretty much it. You don't got to pay for anything. Uh, if you're looking for a book to listen to on audio, you go to audibletrial.com slash Pantelis and you get yourself a free audiobook and that kind of supports too. But uh, if you just subscribe and share with your friends, that's all you need. So please enjoy this episode with Dave Merhej. iTunes, Stitcher, and PantelisComedy.com. It's the Pantelis Podcast. So, Dave, welcome back. Welcome back to town. Oh, thank you, man. You like being here? I, I do. I do. I, I, I used to like, uh, I think I'd get angry at the city and then like it. Like, you know, like a back and forth. The love-hate. Love-hate. From, from much. It was mostly my fault. It was like I should have like probably learned how to speak French in school. <laughs> I always go back. I always go back like that image when I was in class, and then the teacher was talking, and in my head I was like, "Fuck this language." <laughs> he just hated it. I just was like, "When am I gonna need this?" Like I was so arrogant as a what child. Am I moving to France? <laughs> I was like, then I started coming to Montreal, and then I think it was in a booster juice. And I had a panic attack. She's like, what do you want? I know she, I went in and everything was in French and she's staring at me. Everyone's staring at me. And I think I just said, I don't know. Like, right. That was my first thing. And I had just a panic attack. I go, oh, I should have probably not said fuck you in that class in my mind. When I had the chance. Yeah. When I was, when we were learning French in elementary school. Yeah. A lot of, I, I know everybody had that. I think everybody's had that kind of love hate here. Yeah, it's, I think that's where it comes from, but it's only me. It's my own narrative. It's only me. I'm the I'm uh, I'm the problem. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Think <laughs> you don't think the system is wrong? No, nah, I think I'm the problem. Dave's, <laughs> Dave's the problem. How was uh? So you went to comedy nest yesterday. It was the first night of the uh, what is it? Four night stint, right? Yeah, three, so it's three. two, yeah. three nights, two shows tonight, two tomorrow. Sometimes I you always forget. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's not good to forget. You're like oh. I don't know. It was fun yesterday. I do like how the club turned itself around. Yeah. You know, not that it was. Uh, it's just it's it's tightly run now. Like the setup is so perfect. It's great, man. Um, Dave and Dave was doing great. Yeah, they don't play games. Phil, yeah, Dave and Phil. Sorry, don't play games at all. You can tell they don't play games. And Dave just uh, Dave Acker, just a funny guy, man. Just so funny, man. Yeah, he has it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he'll come in and just make. Uh, light up a room, light up the green room, and just make you feel great. Like, probably the best. Like, I know he's not, like, it's weird calling him a club manager because he's a performer in his own right and very successful, but it's it, probably one of the best club managers I've, 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 I've encountered. A lot of people say that. Yeah. I think it's because he was a comedian, he's a, comedian. a magician. He's been through yeah. on the other side of the, of the if curtain. If there was more people like him, man, I think it would just be a lot of ha- a happier state in comedy. I think so. If there's more more club managers like him, um, he's just great, man. He may, he's always f- fucking around. <laughs> he makes you feel at home when you get there. You feel like it's it's your it's your place, it's your house, yeah. and you haven't been in a while. You're just visiting your parents. Exactly. Like, you always feel at home. Like, oh, I know this is familiar. I know this. He, yeah, he got off job. stage. I got off stage. I'm sweating, and he goes, "Good, good, good." He goes, "We we've just added a second show." Yeah. <laughs> he goes, uh, "And you're gonna host and headline," and then he just kept you know one up. Yeah, he just it. fucks around. Yeah. yeah. He goes, "Then you're also gonna do the announcements, and we need a sound guy." 
all at once. <laughs> Everybody else, you can go home. <laughs> They've got this. So it's like great, man. No, he's no. a he's definitely one of the the better club managers I've ever dealt with, and I think I'm ever gonna deal with. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen. There's some other great ones too. There's a manager in Jack in Sydney, uh, Sydney, Australia, Sydney, Australia at the Comedy Store. J- Jack's great, man. Yeah, Jack's great. Jack will make you feel like a guy, um, he, like you know, you know what I mean. He he he. I don't know how to explain. Well, he even if you're not well known, he'll make you feel. Like you're well known, oh, like you know what I mean. There's no, there's no, because they get like famous people to come through that club and stuff like that. They've gotten Hannibal and like a bunch of people, so he'll make you feel like great. Like I, when I did like two weeks there, I felt like, you know what I mean. Some other clubs will make you make you feel inferior. Inferior. He does not, man. He's oh. so great. Him and the sound guy Josh Yazzie, the bartender, all great, man. I remember, um, like the bar is, you know, like some like comedy clubs like Absolute here, like some of the there's a bartender. Uh, in Toronto, who loses it? Like if you come up to him as a comic and you're like, "Can I get a drink?" He'll just be like, "I'm dealing with." Like, he just gets mad, <laughs> all mad. And then uh, so many times, I just wanted to slap him. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I think I stopped. I stopped going there. I stopped going to do spots there because he was like, a bully. Just I hated the whole. Like I'm like I don't <laughs> fucking care, man. I don't need to. I need. I don't need to. Like, like I'm providing a service, and you, you. Why are you being bullies? Why are you being ignorant to me? Like I'm not. I'm not, and I, and I get it. I'm, I don't come in ignorant to go. Hey, can I? I go. Hey, man. I just want to say, hey, man. When you have some time, can you get me? Can I get a drink? I wasn't coming in with no arrogance. It's just right away. He just looks at me. He goes, "Not nah, bit." Like you know, just the snarkiness. And then, so when I was in at Sydney, that club, I was just standing awkwardly near the bar because it was bad, dude. Because they were, they were all buying their booze before the show started, so it was packed. And I just felt. Because of that club in Toronto, I felt in I was like scared. And he, you can't he, ask for a drink. Can he looked? I looked. I looked weak, and he can tell. I think out of the corner of his eye, and he goes, "He's serving people." He goes, "What do you want?" I go, "No, no, no." He goes, "No, no, come on, what do you want?" And then he hooked me, and he do that all the time. Yes, he. Has he he wanted to make you comfortable. Yeah, and it, and and I was like, best one of the best comedy clubs I've ever been to in my lifetime was Sydney Comedy Store. Are they affiliated to the store in, uh, in LA? No, no, just no, the same just, type of name. Just same, yeah. And it, the, the club itself is amazing. It's theater seating, like it kind of raises up, like and like it, Ice House, like it goes like that. Yeah, ah, and it's yeah. probably and the audiences are great. It, and they really respect. It was great, man. It, I I I've told many many people. I'll continue to tell many many people. Great time. Great jet manager from everything. The whole thing was a, a lovely ass experience, man. The comedy scene in Australia is growing. Yeah, it's great too. It's like the, they have, they have the Melbourne. Uh, I, mean, I always say that word. That's that's the city wrong. The name, but it, their festival is amazing too. That's a great festival to be a part of. It's How you great. enjoying LA? I moved uh, low key. I moved to not low key. I just kind of just left to New York. Oh really? Yeah, May. First, I went to New York. Shit, you're nearby. Year. Look at that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know. I thought you were still in LA. No, I just didn't post. I, I you know, I and I didn't post at all. I just kind of just told a few some people, and then I was like, it happened organically. You know what I mean? And I just left, kind of thing. Well, you went to uh, assumably a better fucking comedy uh, city. Uh, not that um, I, not that LA is that inferior, but I mean, you do have a lot of rooms. It's not like you're you losing rooms, anything, yeah. right? You got a lot of rooms to do. You're closer to yeah. to Montreal, and Toronto. Yep. So. Uh, you know, it should be good for you, I guess. I think it was more of the I, I wanted to find where I enjoyed living as opposed to it was not not necessarily an entertainment purpose. It was just more of like where do you want to be alive? where I felt comfortable being and, and excited to be. I think that's what it was. You in Manhattan or you're off uh, off I'm island? Off, I'm I'm in Ridgewood. Ridgewood okay. like I think it's like Queens, Flushing, in Brooklyn. Like it's like there. You enjoying it? I do. I enjoy it. That's the big I, thing. Yeah. So you found the place that you want to live in for now, at least. For now, at least. Yeah, I like the I like the area I'm in. It's cool. It's cool. All the stuff I need is around the corner. I get the trains near me. Oh, this so is good. So it's like all like yeah that that aspect. I love I love it a lot. Like I get excited. I go, this is great. The coffee shops here. The pharmacies here. Restaurants are here. Subways over there. So that I enjoy. And you feel in terms of writing, like it's opened up your mind. You have like new things to talk about because you're, you're living, you're kind of yeah. living a new experience, right? You're yeah. I haven't really done much stand up there because when I got there, I had to leave the next month for a month for work in Toronto. And then I started doing uh, um, Mr. D on, on, on CBC. And then I just was going back and forth to Halifax. But I stayed in Canada. I was like, I don't want to go back to New York because it's like, it's like I keep leaving and going. What's the point? So I'll just I'll just finish all what I gotta finish and then go back uh, after this is all done. Talking about Mr. D, I didn't know about it until you tweeted that you're gonna be on the show. Yeah. So that's fuck. I'll you know support Dave. Obviously, I'm gonna watch this. 
started watching from fucking season. What a funny show. I know. What, who writes it? This, they're yeah, good writers. They're good it's fucking writers, hilarious. Man. I didn't expect right. it because I was thinking CBC will probably be very lighthearted, this and that. No. This is a smart, funny fucking show. I became a fan. My girlfriend, same thing. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Jerry Jerry, Jerry writes and, and stars, and he's great, man. And he, and he, he does it like he, uh, he, I think it's all, all factual, too, like in a sense. Like he's, he, that's his life. Right, yeah. Right before he, before he did stand-up. So it's great, man. It was a great experience. And again, I get it, you know. In um, not you per se, but I think Canadians have been programmed uh, either subconsciously, you know, to 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 right away when you say Canadian, it's just like what? I, that's what I thought. I honestly thought, yeah. but then when you were on, I was like, man, there might be something to this, right? So I started watching, and I was so surprised. Yeah, I, I legitimately became a fan. I was like, fuck, I love this show. I love. There's some dark stuff. It was a yeah. little bit edgy. It's, <laughs> man. it's dark, dude. <laughs> there was still, I was surprised. Like, how how they get away with this on yeah. the I, I had this. Well, they're in the nine thirty slot, right? Oh, that's All why right, I gotta get away with shit. But it's fun, and he's super funny, and he he'll he. I'm the only reason I got on was because of him. Um, but he he also like if he sees, he can place a comedian. He's very supportive in that sense. I saw so many people that I, that I knew that were on the show. I was like, yeah. this is fucking amazing. It's like a, he does he, he that that's him. He's like you know if I could fit in, if it makes sense, I'll do it. And he's very he wants to help out. So I. Um, yeah, all him, man. And then the, the writers are great. Um, there's one writer who, who's Chevy. Uh, he's from Montreal, the Middle Eastern dude. Um, yeah, it's great. I met, I only did join on here. And it's the same thing. I think it's like psychologically, we've. I Growing up in Windsor, I watched a lot of US like TV shows like Martin and Wayne's Brothers. Okay. You know what I mean? So I don't know why. And then I just. So I get it. You just get programmed. You're like. Oh, Canada, like you know, right away. <laughs> like, I felt there was gonna be a Degrassi vibe to it, no. just going in, right? Like, it's just no, it misconceptions, it's, right? It's, it's not, it's and then it's not anyone's fault. It's just you, in, and in the same breath, a Canadian comic also will be like, "Man, how come there's no Canadian shit?" I go, "Well, you're you're the problem." Yeah, you know what I mean. There's no solution because you're we're all part of the problem mm-hmm. because you you. It, when there is a product and we're like, can you watch it? You're like, ah, oh, it's Canadian. It's probably going to be whack. <laughs> right? It couldn't be further from the truth. I know, it, man. It's, it's so hard. Like when I tell people too, I'm like, yo, because it was on Netflix. It's yeah. still on Netflix. They have like the it first. It is, yeah, six seasons. So six. I think the, the they're on the, this. They just read, they just did the seventh season. I was a part of the seventh season. So, but so I'm on pushing people onto it on Netflix now. I'm like, what's, you know, they're tr- where's this from? Canadian, are you sure? Yeah. You have no idea. Watch, trust watch, me. Yeah. Trust me. And everybody's texting me. They're like, holy fuck, I didn't expect this. I yeah, expected man. something completely. And I, Agree. I'm like, that's how I went into it too. If it wasn't for you, if I didn't see that yeah. tweet, would have never watched this. My boy showed it to me the first day. My boy, he's a very funny comedian, Chris Gordon from Alberta. So he he had showed me he he had showed me when the first episode, first season. I was at his house, was staying there, and he goes, "Man, check this out." And we both watched it. And we're like, "Yo, this is dope." This doesn't even come off like the stereotypical Canadian. Not thing. at all. Yeah. But I was just bad at watching anything. I'm just awful, dude. Like I um I never even watched The Wire. I watched like I'm just bad, dude. It's a good show, but it's, it's long. But I'm just bad. Like you know what I mean? I give up on shows quickly. Like I watched Breaking Bad with my ex girlfriend, and the moment we broke up with each other, I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I don't care uh, as much, so I'm not the best at like you know because I originally saw it and it was great. I was like I should have continued watching it from there, and then I'd watch episodes here and there. But it, um, again, I, I'm not like you know what I, mean? I wasn't. I'm not the best at watching shows, but it's a great show. And then I went um, and I and I did the same thing. I went from the beginning. Yeah, it's the, worth it in the summer. And then I was it was great. It's well cast too. I liked everybody yeah. on that. Yeah, Mark it's well. Little, super funny. I'm a hunter. Naomi Sadekus, um, Jonathan Torrance, of course, Maestro Fresh West. Torrance is still fucking hilarious after all these years. Anything, anything you put him in this fucking even guy. off off camera. He's always he's always on point, man. He's was, always on point, dude. This we need more of this kind of shit to come out of the country. Well, they have Letter Kenny too. I watched Letter uh, Kenny's fuck. It's yeah, K Trips thing. K Trips um, thing. I, that's funny. Yeah. Um, Shit's Creek. I watched episodes. That's funny too. I haven't seen that. Is it good? Yeah, it's not like it. it it's the same thing. It, it's like it's funny. Well, you got Eugene is. Yeah. No. No. I haven't. Uh, I just. I, I didn't avoid it per se. Yeah. It's just there's too much shit going on. I'm too busy. No. No. It's fair. But I would check that. I would check those three. And then um, I always say it wrong. Baronesque. Fuck, I can't pronounce it, bro. Baroness Vest. What is this? <laughs> it's a sketch show with uh, I think four, four, five late, five, five, five very funny people, but they're ladies. Baron Baroness Vest. Ah, I can't say it. Where's it on CBC? It's on CBC. It's a Fucking sketch CBC's show. Fucking yeah. CBC's uh... coming in with heat. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> they must have got mad. They were like, we'll show you fuckers. Because <laughs> people love comedy. And yeah. I don't know. That's, like, yeah, that's another. There's a lot of. I'm the, Within the last, I would say, I feel like four five years, maybe like even now, it's like, I think Canada's cooking. Like they're cooking. They're doing great. You got your own. Uh, you got your own podcast, right? No, no, you're on a podcast. Weren't you Not on a, a chance, no? man? I should get. I should do a podcast. Yeah, it was, last time I spoke to you when you were in town, I think I told you to get started on a fucking podcast, yeah. and I thought you'd listen, but you haven't, evidently. No, I tried. <laughs> I know why you did tell me. I think I'm gonna do a, a podcast with another comedian from New York, and we were talking about doing a podcast where it was like where you talk about your your weird your weirdo anxieties. Okay, like, I like you this. go on and then. And and we'd have to each episode we share three of our weirdo anxieties, like not like the normal like some fucked up shit that you feel. And we would try to have guests on where they would share, it and we would try to solve it. Oh, I like, like give this. Like kind of solutions of how you could solve this. Uh, um, like I I have a I used to when I would be walking down the street if I saw an X on the sidewalk I'd only walk on the right side I couldn't walk on the left side if I walked on the left side I'd have to come back around and do the right side really yeah because I thought if I went on the left side something bad would happen oh that's interesting <laughs> I had the, the the thing with the lines the cracks yeah I would have to walk over them yeah like I would walk funny awkwardly because I'd be you know they're yeah. not all equal I've so I that. can't just walk the same steps and always cross them. Yeah, so I always looked like, some, what was the guy? Is he skipping? Like, <laughs> you look crazy. But for some reason, it was like this OCD in my head. I was like, yeah. oh, no, I'm skipping. Like, something's yeah. going to happen if I step over that line. Well, that there's, I feel there's a lot of that. So then we were going to try to, because I never wanted to do a podcast, me personally, where I, I would just be screaming at things. Like, I had to be, <laughs> I had to be, because I think sometimes when sometimes people see me performing, like, I oh, screams at things. And then, like, it makes sense if you did a podcast. They go, well, I'd have to care. Like you know what I mean? about everything. Yeah, I'd have to wake yeah. up and like be like, I'm gonna scream again and do whatever, I, or be or, com- or get angry. And I never wanted to make fun of celebrities as much. I didn't really, you know, I didn't want. I wasn't interested in that. So I just needed to find something. So it just took a while. I was like, I, I want to do this. I want to do this properly. This is a good idea, though. I yeah. like this. Like so, I'm already intrigued. Yeah, yeah, we were talking. To, we were. We, I just gotta set it up when we go back to to New York. I, you know, there's one I want to do, but it's gonna be it be tough because it's traveling. Where I would go to all the women I've had sex with, and I'd have asked them if, uh, to tell me their honest opinion. Oh my god! <laughs> of me <laughs> in the night, and no hold, no, because now there's time, right? They're not like we're not into each other. Anymore, yeah, so they could be fully honest. Oh, yeah, <laughs> amazing. I want to. I want to see if I could. Uh, I might do it in the new year. I might travel. I'd have to ask them if they would sit on a podcast with me and go to the city, go to their city, and and do it. What this 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 would pick up traction. This is a this it's sounds a, like viral video to me. This would be hilarious. Like I have to like, uh, I but it's getting them to to agree to do it. That might be is yeah. gonna be a tough one. So I might do five. I know Toronto. That's where I, I lived most of my life. So I think I'm gonna be back there, and I think I'm gonna record it. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to them. I'm gonna present the the the. Like I don't know if it'll be a podcast that'll be like you know every all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. it just might. I might pick five girls that I've been with and be like, "Would you? It's like a mini series. Yeah, yeah. Would you sit with me and then tell me, like, tell me the truth uh, <laughs> about our sexual and tell me about me? Why I'm a shitty person and we never worked out. I can already tell this would be a hit. I I was so pumped. I was uh, not pumped about it. I was just I was just like, man, I'm interested. In- it's such a good idea though. Cause there's a girl I uh, I used to I used to see and we're still friends that I tell her my stories I'd be like oh and then she was she was she's dope about it I'd be like hey I was with this girl and she would die laughing no she would just laugh and it was just very funny that you know because sometimes sharing those stories with women you've been with is weird like why are you telling me this but she was so she doesn't care she just thinks she's supportive she just thinks it's funny I guess she's never really jammed me up and said don't talk don't do this you're being very disrespectful so that's where the idea came from I go imagine if I just when even uh, interviewed her, you know what I mean. Um, this is brilliant, though. I don't so know. This is a fucking good idea. So it's probably gonna get taken now. <laughs> Mate, could you imagine? And there's a little credit hey, at the yeah, end. Yeah. Thank you, Dave Hedge. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably gonna get stolen. Uh, but it because I was either gonna do that um, because I've always I'm gonna do that, but I want to do a fringe show. So I was thinking about the fringe show of doing like. Uh, Talking about anxiety or those stories, like because I don't know, you know, I always get into these. There was this one, the same girl that I tell all these things. I was with her, and um, we were we were having sex, and you know when you take, she was like, she was like ripping my underwear, not like sliding them 
you know when you take the man like the underwear off um sometimes it's it's gentle but she like ripped it right <laughs> and what happened was when she did that it's so gross uh i was wasted she was wasted um semen shot in the air like it was oh gross. god and i'm laying there and i could see it in the <laughs> air and it landed on my forehead oh. bro oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i and i just fell asleep and woke up in the day with semen on your head? Hey, man, my underwear on. I went to the bathroom to try to pee in my underwear, and I almost went to pee, like, holy shit, my underwear on backwards. I was like, I don't <laughs> even know how that happened. It was just a, and we laughed about it, because I was like, you know, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I go, yeah, you whipped it off so aggressively. <laughs> so, and we would we would laugh, and I it was that summer with her where she, I was, I was like, I was like, man, I got to tell these stories somehow. That's actually fucking... I think why the anxiety thing is good, uh, why I like the idea of that podcast, because everybody, when you have your anxieties, you always think they're my anxieties. But then when you share them, you realize everyone, has everyone them. fucking has them. And it kind of loosens it up. You it get more calm you about it. Dude, yeah. You get calm and, 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 you know, like there's, there's like, I you know, they'll do things when they do that thing when they, when they touch on mental illness a month or a week yeah, and then yeah. they'll talk about it. And I'm like, I think it should be an ongoing conversation anyways. And I'm not going to do this podcast to be like, I'm the hero of yeah, it. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I don't even want to take any. I'm not, I, And I suffer from it, but I don't suffer it as some people that there's like my sister suffers from it way worse than I do. And so does my mother. So there's I'm not suffering it from like intense, you know, but I would do I, I you know, I would like to talk about it. And, that, and that's where this, the stand up. I want to do a show where I just do, do this like I started talking about not like you know how our family should see a therapist our Middle Eastern family should see a therapist but we we never did because I don't know if it's an ethnic thing where you it's like weird it's an ethnic thing it's anything because I always go you know when you hear like a kid go like a parent go tell me about your feelings and you're yeah. like man I never <laughs> yeah, I never, <laughs> I never <laughs> like because then I go Man, imagine I asked my dad his feelings. Like he's been holding on to that shit probably for like forty years. He'd explode, right? <laughs> flicking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. So I always say I never wanted to see a therapist. I didn't because I didn't want to snitch on my family. I but, looked at it as snitch. Yeah, that's how that's how I would see it too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't look at it as like I'm therapeutic. I was like, I ain't no snitch. So I just a large twenty thirty minutes of my uh, stand up now is just talking about. Uh, like, like, oh, of course I want to see it. My, should my mom see a therapist? Yeah, because she did this. But look how lovely she is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just going back and forth and it's d- dealing with anxiety. So I wanted to to take that eventually. to. I want to do Fringe this year. So I don't know whether to do that. I don't even know why I'm telling you all this. It's like, uh, uh, what is it called when you're talking too much about yourself? Well, what gross. You, well, it's not gross because this is it's gross. this is your episode. Oh shit! Okay, who, who else are we gonna fucking yeah, talk yeah, about? You're right. Let's get back you. into it. Yeah, <laughs> but no. I like what you're saying. You know, you do make a good point. I thought about it too when uh, we say that we have a week of awareness or a day for for mental illness and anxiety. Yeah, yeah it should be longer because everybody goes yeah. through them. And I know even myself, it's people don't think about it. They're like, oh, you you know, you're happy. You tell jokes. You're not. But sometimes you get this anxiety where you don't even know where it's coming from. Like sometimes it's overwhelming. Oh. Like, why the fuck am I anxious? And nothing's going wrong. But you're feeling it, right? It's like uh, I've cried. I've cried numerous times. I just started but crying. But when you don't know the reason or right. you have something that just overwhelms. It's overwhelming. And, dude, it happens to my sister. And, I, you know, I was home for the holidays and I sat with her in her room because she was crying. She, like, you know, you know, she, she, she would tell me, she would, I don't know how to make it stop. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. But it's and everybody. I don't know what it is. It's you fucked up. Some worse than others. But it's like a stain. You know what it uh, feels like? It's like a stain you can't get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that I don't know. I, I, it's just like you don't know. It's just that you don't know why it's doing this to you. You're like, I didn't do anything. Like, I, why, why are you doing There's nothing. I'm not sad about anything. Nobody died. But you just have this overwhelming feeling, like you said. And, and, and you're right. Like, I remember working at, at a pizza place when I was in college. And I had and I had gone through my first anxiety, which I didn't know what it was. And I also did ecstasy. So I thought it was the oh. serotonin. It could have been. And the mix of me getting anxiety for the first time. And I, I didn't know. I went to a... I went to first. I was like, maybe I'm an idiot. I bought two albums. I bought John Mayer and Tupac. I thought that would <laughs> that's, help me. That's a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> like if I listen to these, it'll At all the be same solved. Time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same time. And that didn't work. And I went to see a doctor, and he said, "Get uppers or up, get uppers." I go, "That's I don't want to do that." And then I told my best friend, not even sorry, my friend, we're dri- I'm driving him home. And I go, "Yo, man, I think I want. I, if I had thoughts, I didn't know how to talk about depression or suicide." 
especially with a dude. I go, man, I've had thoughts about killing myself. And then he looked at me and goes, man, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I can't tell anybody. Well, you just, because that's a heavy, people are going to be your friends, man. But that's a heavy, like, you know, people will be there for you. But your friendship is tested when someone goes, I'm going to, I want to kill myself. Like, that's when you really have to start being a friend. Everything else I feel you, being a friend is pretty easy. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'll come hang out with you. I'll pick something up for you. But when the, you don't really work as a friend. Yeah. Very seldomly are you really work like a job. But like if your boy goes, hey, think about killing myself. You're like. Okay, like I'm a friend now. I have to do what a friend has. I have to do something, right? So it was funny, and he got out of the car and walked home. What? He was distraught. Imagine your boy going, I've had thoughts about killing myself. I think also it puts you in a weird line because you're like, if I say the wrong thing, and this guy kills himself. Am I fucking responsible? Yeah, like, that's am I what I'm saying. Him, yeah, it puts it's him in work. a weird. It's it's not it's not because everything else you've been kind of a friend, but you've not you've been you've come in in a friend as breakups. You've been there like how many easy times shit. a year? Easy shit. How many times a year you've been a friend? Yeah, like you've done friend shit. Maybe twice a year you do it. The rest you're just you're talking at someone. Yeah, and then you're going to bars and shit. But when there's no heavy lifting, not at all. Barely. Yeah. There's barely. You know, you can. I, I, am I? I'm, I don't think I'm lying. You know, when you see a movie they didn't like, you're gonna be like, it's okay, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Or then he, you hear your buddy or your, your girl that's a friend just bitch for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then you're listening. There's not. You're not doing anything. So that aspect, you know, it's it's tough. And then when I started, I'm I worked at a Papa John's pizzeria, and I did the same thing where I told, I think I told uh, someone about my anxiety at work, and they said they had the same thing, and I felt better. I go, man, if you, and I was like, man, we just gotta talk about this. Yeah. We just talk about it. Like, more than just one day or one week or a status update. I think if it's discussed more. And I think that was the idea when I did, the, I did like, um, it was called Beautifully Manic in Toronto. It was just, like, three shows I did, like, small venue, just to test it out. I wanted to just talk out the material and see if I can take it to a fringe this year. And it would be dealing loosely, not with the idea of, like, I'm going to attack anxiety and depression. I'm not that, I didn't want, I'm, you know, I'm not, a, like, an expert. I just wanted to be like, here, these are my anxieties with me and my family. Maybe I should have see. Maybe I should see a therapist, because like I think ethnic people, uh, not as much. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm I don't have facts. But well, I, I could I, tell you uh, anecdotally in this room, there were two ethnic people. Um, as a Greek, I don't. It's the same thing. We <laughs> can't. Yeah, be like, yeah, we'll go see a therapist. Be like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Your dad is gonna be like, what? Like, yeah, you know, why? Like, what happened? With you? <laughs> where, where did the DNA go wrong? Why? Yeah. Why are you weak? Because it is, because it's like I would tell, I would talk with a white comic friend of mine and he would tell me like, you know, I just felt like, you, you know, like my, my family didn't love me. And I'm like, because of the words are not showing. And I go, yo, I remember my mom would tell us when we would be bad, she'd be like, I hope to see you in coffins. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's an Arabic dog. Yeah, like, right? Yeah. And then we would always be like, yo, that's fucked. But we, I didn't grow up going, oh, I'm going to do meth now because she said that. Because you understood where it came from. You understood the difference between an expression and her actually hating you, which wasn't yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. And it, but I also knew I probably was fucking around. I probably knew I was being a beat bag of shit. Like, this is their house, not my house. Like, they're doing all the work here. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. And my dad will say, I love you, you know? My mom says a lot, which I'm very appreciative. I love her back. But my dad, you know, he'll say it like once in a while. But I know he does. Yeah. You know, my dad, same thing. It's rare to get it from him, but I know, you know. Yeah, even, if he didn't, even if he didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that would lead me to crystal meth is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to throw <laughs> I, my I whole life I never had that idea. I never, you know, I never had that where I'm like, my parents, you know what I'm saying? I just thought they were like psycho Lebanese people. I go, this isn't how they must have interacted and wherever they came from. But it is weird when somebody says, I feel like I wasn't loved enough. That's why I'm doing meth. I'm like, dude, I got beat up. Like, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I and I'm never... not, you know, now in this generation, you got to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you can't diss people. You, you have to be hella sensitive. I'm not saying that that's, you can have those feelings. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to sit here. Everybody reacts differently. Yeah. What I'm saying is we didn't have that initial reaction of, okay, now I'm going to go down the slope. Exactly. I just don't know why I didn't, like, it didn't, like, I was think about the things that, dude, my mom, our parents used to make us kneel if we were bad, me and my cousin, against the wall. And if our asses hit the ground or our foot, they'd come around with, like, a ruler and smack us in the oh, ass. Hardcore, hardcore shit. Hardcore shit, that's like That's like boarding school type of shit. Yeah. And then we were, but we were being bad. I, <laughs> I, none of that... 
as I'm telling you now, I don't think any of that fucked me up growing up. Like, I didn't think about it when I was a kid. Do you think it's because every time it would happen, there was a reason? It wasn't random. Like, you're sitting there. It's like, get, Dave, get get up and go to the fucking wall. Maybe because you felt like, I was kind of a shit kid. Yeah, we were shit. And, but I, I guess, or maybe I was just stupid. Like, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't get it? <laughs> I didn't get it. It I was normal. You know, I just grew <laughs> up and I thought it was normal. I thought it was normal, maybe. I go, oh, man, I bet you all these other people are doing it. Or I, I, I might have chalked it up to things. As opposed to facing it, I yeah. might have just put it up. I go, oh, it's Middle Eastern parents. Oh, it's this, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I never dealt with it. So again, I'm not saying you can have those, you know, like your, your those feelings. But I'm, I'm just more curious of why I didn't come out worser when, when your mother goes, I hope to see you in coffin. <laughs> that's a crazy thing to say to a child. It's a good expression. It's a good expression, but that's a n- fucked up thing if your ki- the kid's not developed. Yeah, he's just like what <laughs> coffin. Now I just think it was a good battle rap rhyme. I want to <laughs> so see you guys like, in coffins. I was like, oh, like my mom had bars back then. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> she was. She's still. She's still ruthless, but very loving. But yeah, it's crazy the things we take with us, and also that you're right though. Nowadays, uh, I feel people would react differently. They wouldn't. Even the shit that I went through when I was a kid, I feel like now if you put, oh, you're toast. Your parents yeah. are going to jail, man. Yeah. If you wrote, like, if you told somebody in a in a newspaper or, or on an interview, your parents, they'd be toast, man. Back then, I, you know, I think so. Like, you know how much case you can build against, like, oh, the mentality, the brain. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just was literally laughing out loud of how crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. But I feel like we turned out. I mean, none of our stories are as hardcore as like the craziest shit you know you've heard or whatever. Yeah. So that's true too. We're you know take it with a grain of salt. But I still feel like we turned out in general pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I obviously have fucked up issues. You know, maybe I channel it into stand up. That helps out a lot. That does help out a lot. I get to go up and talk it out in yeah. front of a group of people, strangers, and then you know, and then we get to laugh together and stuff. Say, I, it's very therapeutic for me yeah. too. Same thing. It when you feel that somebody's feeling it. And yeah. I'm like, I know exactly what this guy, I know why he's mad or I know why he feels this way. You know, even if it's half the crowd or whatever, you feel like there's yeah. a connection there. Right away, you're like, oh, fuck, it's not just me. Look, yeah. we're experiencing this together. It, 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 it's, it's just funny when you, I just, I don't know where I heard it, but it was like so the parent was like, I just want to know how, how do you feel? How do you feel, Ethan? Or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, man, I don't think anyone's asked me that until I was yeah. like 30 or some yeah. shit. I don't know. My parents never asked me that. It was just do it. It was not how do you feel about just it. Just do it. Just get it done. Complete it or figure it out. But don't don't I don't care to I don't care how you feel. How long uh you wanna stay in New York or are you thinking of coming back to Canada or what's your what's your I stay goal? I you know, I've always I've always wanted to I love Toronto the most. I love that city the most. I and i my most comfort is there. Maybe it's, maybe I've been there for like ten years before I moved. But I, I always wanted to go to the US. You know what I mean? Since I was younger, so I, you know, the thing with LA, I was like, I, I, I lived there for six months, like in '06, like long, long, long time ago, and I, in when I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna come back, you know, because I thought I, that's the place where I wanted to live. So when I got there and I was living, I go, I didn't, it wasn't all bad, it wasn't awful. Like I'm making it sound like it's awful, it wasn't. I just was like, I don't know. And then I had a chance to just go to New York because I was subletting. I was looking for an apartment with a homie. Like, you know, we were trying to get a lease, which was just, we were having so, it was such a difficult time. It was just a hard time for me and him. Maybe it was just a combo of me and him wasn't working out. You know, when you tell your boy, I'm going to live with you and it's kind of hard to slide out. You can, yeah, but, yeah. and then I was subletting two months in Silver Lake, three months. And my buddy Jeffrey uh, was just like, we were talking about New York one day and he goes, well, I've been, we've been looking for an apartment for so long, for a while now, for three months. And then he was like, oh man, you. We were talking about how New York is dope, and he was like, oh, man, you know, he was thinking about living there, and then he's like, man, why don't you move there? He goes, you, have, you, have, you don't have an apartment. You don't have a car. You, know, you don't have a girlfriend. You just have your bags. You can go and then come back. And That's then a good I'll, point. I went, yeah. And then never. Then I got in the, a lift to go um, see an apartment. And on my way there, I get out. I go in the driveway. The, the person who's showing me is walking me through the alley, and I go, I had this feeling, I go, man, I've been here before. I had already seen, that's how much we were looking. I saw this house a month ago. Oh. And this is the house that had a cockroach on its back when the lady was giving us the application form. And I told her. So I went in there and fake took pictures and left. And then I talked to a very funny comedian who used to live here, Patrick Akeem, on the phone. I just, he was just like, oh, man, why don't you just go to New York? And we just had to, like, I talked to him on the street for like 30 minutes. 
And then I just was like, you know what, I man, I'll try it. I have, I have some friends there. Why not? And then it was just, I got there and it was very helpful. Everyone helped me out. And then I found an apartment a month, like after, like I got there in May 1st, I subletted and then I found a, a room June 1st. That's not bad, actually, a month. No, man. Especially in New York. Yeah, it was in, in Ridgewood, you know, very, very, it was great, you know, and I got to do some spots down there and it's fun. But yeah, I does it feel like home for right now? Like when you think it feels, it feels like you know, it feels when you fly in, like you feel like oh, yeah, I'm yeah, here. yeah. You I, get yeah, that? Yeah, I get okay, that. I was good. like, oh, cool. This is cool. You know, just it's a cool ass city. You know what I'm saying? It is a cool ass city. And and you know the yeah, and it, it's got everything. I like the 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 tightness of it. I enjoy like you know the buildings. You can walk. You know the weather. Obviously the snow. But I'm used to snow since I was a boy. I was born in Canada, so that's not like. I'm not what you know when the uh, Canadians move to LA, they're like, I can't, I'm done with the snow. I, shut up. <laughs> just, like, what, you, you're going to just turn your back on snow for the, like, who are you? What are we, like, 90 year olds from Florida? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, I can't deal with the snow anymore. I'm like, okay, man. Like, I, that's fine, but I just always find it that every Canadian that moves to LA is like, I'm done with the snow. Like, they. But then they always end up back here. Not even, even if they don't even end up back here, it's like, they're just so like, ah, sun every, like, they're just the, the, like, if, if, I feel like they might have hated snow all the time, but if snow was a human and found out that, if they were like, yeah, I'm fucking done with you, snow would be like, didn't you make snowballs with me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you used to love me. (laughs) You just turned on me. You love me around Christmas. Yeah. What about snow days? Fucking hate me on fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like that kind (laughs) of where I'm like, if snow was a human and shit. That's actually funny. Yeah. I I never thought about, but it's true. I do appreciate snow in small segments. Like I do like it around Christmas. You're using it. Yeah, I'm using it. Then get the fuck out of here. Now you want it out, so you're just (laughs) using it. But it's just such a human thing. It's like when you pray to God when you're on like when you need money. Yeah. yeah. when someone's like, uh, so you believe in God? Nah. That's stupid. Yeah. So it's just like the same kind of like fucking human traits. That, that I like that. Have. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Oh, but yeah, it's good. It's good that in New York, like I said, you're close. Yeah. And comedy wise, you're going to be jumping on what? Maybe two stages a night if you want to. If I can, I just have to put some work in. I just have to actually, because, you know, I have to actually work and nobody, you know, they don't know who I am. So I just got to const. I have to, when I get back, because I'm very grateful for all the work I was able to do um, in the summer in, in Canada. So now I'm gonna the, when I get back on Sunday, I'm gonna have to actually go do it. I know do a couple I mean? of good New York uh, comics. So if you want, I'll um, I'll look into getting you some yeah. stage time and shit like that. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. There's some there's some out there that, that like some Canadians that live there: Aaron Berg, Phil Hanley, Alex Bavone, Nathan McIntosh. Oh, Nathan McIntosh is in uh, New York? Yeah, he's been this there for six years. Hilarious. Yeah, I've known him since he was like 19. Oh, no, 20. We, we're in Toronto. We started together. So that that was another reason to move out there too, him and Al- Alex. So I've no, I've been friends with them. So I'm like, I had people already out there, which was great. It's a comforting thing to have. Yeah, you're not alone. Team. You're not alone. You got your homies out there. So I was like pumped for that. Because that's the one thing that I always think of when I'm going somewhere new. Yeah. Is if you have nobody, it sucks. It sucks because you could enjoy the city for what it is, but it's not the same as mm-hmm. having somebody to share, share it with, with you yeah. and also to call up to ask for something. Yeah. Like I don't know the fucking city. Exactly. So I luckily with those and then another guy, Julio got. Sorry, Julio Gararate, who I met um, in. I met him in Canada, but then now, you know, we chatted through text and stuff. So. Also, very funny dude. Good people down there. So, so Toronto. You said you have mad love for Toronto. Always. How, is it? Uh, what is it? What's what about Toronto makes you be like, ah, this is it. This is the place to be. Is it the people? Is it not the way the shit's people. laid out? It's just the way shit's laid out. You know, um, the comedy scene I always love because you know I started there. But it's just the way, and it's not as busy. Do you know what I mean? It's got the big city stuff, but it's not as intense. Like you're not overwhelmed, and you, but you have big city stuff there. That's how I, that's how I look at it. That is interesting. Like New York is like a, a steroided up Toronto, like just on roids and shit. So it's like Tor- Toronto's got that vibes of like you know those cool dive bars, the the sections like Parkdale and and um and Qu- like Queen Street. It's got all that dope stuff, but it's I'm never overwhelmed. I'm never on the train like oh my god, there's like so many people here, and it's just got yeah that that's how for me I, I enjoy it. Maybe since I'm old. No, you know I mean, mean Tor- Toronto's not a bad city. Toronto's a nice city. Yeah. You get, if you talk to Montrealers and stuff, it has that whole... It's a beef, From yeah. sports, right? From sports, yeah. But that's all it's from. It's from yeah, sports. Yeah. Who argues architecture? <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> like, what are they going to say? Oh, the infrastructure's bad. That's the only problem. <laughs> Nobody ever says that. <laughs> it's like, why do you hate Toronto? The fucking Leafs. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love the Raptors. Yeah. So by yeah, default, yeah. I should be 
all about Toronto. Well, and they're they're doing like the music scene there is like great now. Like it's one well, hip hop, they're fucking no. they're breaking in completely. They're breaking in completely, and the comedy's the comedy's gone better since I started. Way better. There's way more options, like an enormous amount of options compared to when, like let's say me and Nathan were running around or Pat Pat Bircher. It's just not. It was it was just smaller. And then now it's like, yeah, there's so much stuff going on. The corner, the comedy bar, absolute yuck yucks, all the independent shows and stuff. It's great, man. That that is the obvious um, kind of, uh, I guess, tell that it's a booming city because not only is it, does it have so many comedy spots, but it could sustain them all. Yes, it, yeah, yeah. Whereas it, here, I mean, truth be told, if we open up another two comedy play in English, the two clubs, yeah, there's no guarantee you're going to sustain them. No, right? We're having no. trouble sustaining two. Exactly. Like yeah. one is being sustained. Yeah. So it's no, a, that's it's it, a city. It's booming. It's it a, is yeah. It's a big city. It's a bit. It's fun. So that's why probably generally, and then the people that are still there that are, that are my friends too is, is also, and then the rest they got some they got good place to eat. It's just super fun. It just feels like it's growing and stuff like that. Yeah, Toronto's definitely doing well. It's not like uh, it's not like an Ottawa. I don't think Ottawa's ever gonna change. No, I don't know. I don't think so either. Ottawa's like a big village. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind it, but I don't think I can live there. My cousins live there. The crowds are great there. Yeah, no, they love comedy. They I'll love tell you comedy. That. I've, had, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of fun doing comedy there, but in terms of the actual city, fuck, there's nothing to do. Like there's when you new. leave the comedy club, yeah, it's kind of fucked. But I, yeah, the, it is. The crowds are like I've done like clubs there and theaters, and they're great, man. They're like they're great, hands down. Over like the last ten years, they've been awesome. Yeah, they want to laugh. They want to laugh. There's a reason. Yeah, they're in fucking Ottawa. They're in Ottawa. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's nothing to do. Like, and a lot of them work for the government, too. So a, a lot of shit that we talk about on stage, they can't talk about at work. They're going to get in trouble. Oh, right? yeah, so they yeah, They steer yeah. clear about it, but they have all these feelings. Yeah, So yeah. they get to the club and, like, it's exactly what I fucking <laughs> think. <laughs> but I can't tell because Susie from HR is going to fucking get me fired. Do you think Montreal also suffers from, like, the Just for Laughs thing? Mm, in, in what sense? That you get all your spoiled, you get all your fix in the summer, and you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck the rest of the year." Like, why? I've seen the bigger comics. Like, why do I have to? Why do I have to? Why do I have to keep go- coming to local to local stuff? I think yes, because uh, people have told me uh, they've asked in the summer, say, "I'm on yeah. a show." Like, oh, is it just for laughs? And I was like, "No, it's just at the club. Just you know, come by." Yeah. And they're like, "Ah, but just for laughs, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. we were thinking of getting tickets for just for laughs." Yeah. Like they think that's all there is. There, is, there are a lot of people like that. You're actually yeah. right because that's, that I feel that's like it's so huge that it just kind of it's like it's like going to a huge music conference or a festival like like um, why am I drawing a blank on it? Uh, Coachella and then you you know but there's a bunch of little Coachellas the whole year. You're like I ain't going. To, yeah, why would I do? Why would things? I do that? I, I'm saying the psychological. Part of it, like with, I'm just wondering because you do have a city that's kind. This is a dope city. You could sustain more than two comedy clubs if people saw it. Di- yeah, you're you know, right. If th- there was like the, the there was a, a switch in the psyche because it's like it's booming. Like you go around and like the, there's parts of like like what is the the, the plateau? Like it seems like it's a legit filled with hipsters, like dope at like people just running around. So I don't know why you couldn't put a like a like a comedy club in there. I've thought about that. Eighty to hundred people, but it's also the demographics here are a little off because we do. It's a student city. We have a lot of students, yeah. and I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah. there's been a lot of university students that have chosen to go the route of, uh, oh, you can't talk about that. Oh no, that's offensive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that also doesn't really go in with comedy in the classical sense. Um, if people are trying to police your words and what you're saying. Yeah. So that might cause it to turn from a, a comedy spot or an open mic. It'll turn into like a poetry type of reading lab because people will be like, I can't do my stand-up anymore because everybody's getting mad at me. Every time I get off the stage, tell me you can't talk about that. You can't talk about this subject. But what so- happened, though? I don't know. Maybe maybe because I'm older than you. I feel I'm old, way older than you. What? Ha- I don't know if I was ever around that when I was a kid. I don't know, even in high school or college, where, where well, did that to, all to be fair, even start? when I was in university, dude, in 2008, 2010, this wasn't an issue. It, it was ill. I yeah. never thought about this. This was recent. This happened in the last couple of years. But where are these kids getting all this information and like trying to be like like vo- like warriors? Like I don't understand. The thing they don't the time. Ha- they haven't lived yet or <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's it's like nothing worse than a 17 year old that's like you know you shouldn't really talk about your own culture that way. And you're like you fucking what are, what are you, you talking, talking about, about nerd? Yeah. What are you yeah. saying? Not even nerd in a sense. You're a nerd. I'm just saying using that word. It's not like a nerd like the the typical way it is. It's like why well, I I don't understand. Maybe. 
I don't know. I just don't remember being that age and having or even knowing someone who wasn't even my friend that was that into this stuff. Like I re- doing that. I don't know. I don't know if this is a, uh, I don't know where it all started. Is a, what few, I'm a few years ago, this is when I was like, oh shit, this is real. I remember hearing that like um, Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, some of the people refused to do universities. Or they stopped in the colleges. Yeah. And uh, they talked about why. They go, because fuck man, you get people that cross arms and then after the show they think, oh, this was offensive and you made fun of this and they don't take it for comedy. They just want to analyze everything you're saying yeah. and they're being weird. I was like, okay. And somebody had asked me to do a set uh, at McGill. They yeah. had like some comedy night or whatever. And uh, I went there. They didn't tell me beforehand not to talk about yeah. anything. But when I got there, I was in the room. They had like this triangle outside. And it goes, this room is a safe space. You can't talk about this. You can't this, 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 this. And I was like, yo, I'm going to talk about half that shit. Like, I don't know what this yeah. is, you know? So when I, the first thing I opened up with is like, look, I know this is supposed to be a safe space. It's not going to be a space safe for the next 15 minutes. Just so yeah. we're all in the same boat. Like, if you get offended, get the fuck out, right? Yeah. And I started talking my stuff. I had half the people with me, half were like, uh, like, oh, no, he can't say yeah. that, right? And that's when it became clear. I was like, fuck, I thought university would be more fun. Like, I remember when I was in Concordia, like, I thought it would be guys, guys, girls having just a good time. Like, oh, fuck this, and yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. This pisses me <laughs> off. And it turns out they're like, no, you know, actually, that demographic gets really sad when you use this term. And really, motherfucker, like, what are you talking about? Just have yeah. a good time. This isn't serious, you know? This isn't, I'm not a politician. Stop treating me like I'm a politician. Yeah, you're ex- everything you're saying is 100%. I'm not trying right. to win your vote. And then I was like, fuck, now I see why the Rogans and the Bill Burrs who could make a fortune doing the colleges aren't doing because yeah, like, right. I don't want to deal with this nonsense. Like, I hate, even now, I hate getting off stage. And even if I'm, even if it's the comedy nest, and I have people, you know, outside when they're shaking your hand, like, hey, I had a good time. And you have that one person that'll pick some random thing yeah. and be like, you know, uh, my brother's allergic to yogurt. So that yogurt joke is like, <laughs> really? I don't know you, brother. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, like, the best guy, best audience member I've ever had in my life, I walked off stage and this guy gave me, um, in Montreal at the Nest, he gave me, uh, it was like weed. He And I didn't know what it was. He just dapped me. And then I... I I don't know if you might have been there. I went in the green room. I look, and it's it, it was in a can. It was this was last year. Last this is, year, yeah, I was with you. Well, we were both on that night. He left his number. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that guy, that wherever that guy is, man, like that guy's taking comedy how it is. Like he just sat there. He goes, "Yo, this is dope," and I'm gonna gift this comedian after. I had a great time. <laughs> I had a great time. I still thought that was the best. Like, what was I gonna do? Text him and go, "Thanks, bro." Like. <laughs> So crazy, but I. But again, you're right because I don't like doing the schools either anymore in Canada. I don't I'm like to like, overthink, uh, and I'm not even offensive. It's just like it's it's it, it funny to me when when I'm you're you're angry on the behalf of another demographic. That dude at the comedy nest, and I, I don't use this joke yeah. anymore. But I just made a small joke about Greece, right? I'm Greek, and I made the joke was based around the economy. Yeah. Right, so I made fun of uh, it was because uh, people always ask me dumb questions. They find I'm Greek. They're like, uh, "Do what do you know about yogurt?" Stuff like that. Like, I don't know anything about yogurt, you know. And I had this whole thing where I went into, as far as I'm concerned, all yogurt is Greek yogurt as long as a German taxpayer paid for it, like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it oh, they went like that, and I was like, "Wait, that's an all? Oh, that's not even an offensive joke." I'm the Greek guy making fun of Greeks, <laughs> and you guys are getting what offended oh, yeah. on behalf of me? Who who are you offended? Well, and it's not even that bad of a joke. It no, wasn't. It's not just talking about the economy. And it was so shocking to me that they took it upon themselves, like in a good portion, to gasp on my behalf. I'm the guy with the microphone. Yeah. I don't need you. Clearly, I could speak for myself. I don't need you to, to be, be offended for me. Yeah, it's not. I, same thing happened a long time ago where I, I the, this white lady came up to me. She goes, I don't know. If, you know, you're talking about being Middle Eastern. I don't know. It just came to, comes across offensive. And in my head, I didn't tell her I should have. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You buying a shawarma twice a week does not make you. You have no right to speak on because you you don't want to be Middle Eastern. You now contribute to the Arab League by yeah, buying two shawarma because you only contribute it when it's dope. When you can, when you could take your friends to a, to a place that's gentrified somewhere in wherever area you live in Toronto, where it's Mustafa comes out and smiles at you. But when it's real, when there's real problems, you're nowhere in sight. You're never gonna be anywhere aside. You're probably gonna be like, oh yeah, I guess Muslims are be- like, or or Christian Lebanese are being bad or whatever. You're yeah, gonna yeah. you're gonna do that. Just be that. It's the same way when like people listen to rap. You know what I mean? And then, and they're not. You're not down with the culture. Yeah. You're n- not that you're not down with the culture. You're just getting the good stuff of it. And then when it's time to like support actual things, you're like, no, nah, man. I just listen to. I just listen to Drake and Kendrick. That's it. That's it. With my college friends. I don't. I don't. I don't so don't. Don't. I'm, what I'm saying is, don't come in with the. I'm speaking on the behalf unless you're fully down to ride with that group all the time. You know what I've noticed though, Dave? The people who are fully down with the group, 
don't do that. They don't, they do don't that, act yeah. like that at all. It's just like I don't know where this, that culture came from where it's like you just can't have a good time. Like, and if, there, if someone's being a monster, yeah, I'm all for stopping that person. If they go up and they're just racist for 45 minutes, man, but they're doing like these – even – you know – that you know what the part that bothers me the most? It's like when you're talking to someone like that, when I know deep down inside you know what, that you're a logical person. The part that makes me angry is not that you're challenging me. It's the part that you're putting me through this bullshit. And you know that you're full of shit. That's the part where I was like, I want to rip your head off. Because you were looking in each other's eyes. You know what you're doing to me twice. I can take the part where you're going to just critique me. But the fact that you're a knowledgeable person bothers me. You're not a person that grew up under a rock. You you had all the technology, all all the same thing. You can dissect it the same way. You know I'm not a monster. Why are you doing this to me is the part that makes me the most... Fucking angry. It's his whole righteous, fake righteousness. Thing, fake right? righteousness. Yeah. They're like, uh, I'm, I'm a warrior. I'm just helping people out. I'm, yeah. I'm speaking for the people that can't speak. What do you? T- it's the same thing when a fucking dude or a girl goes, man. You know the world's all this and that. I go, yeah, it is, man. But what are you doing? You're not helping the homeless. You're out partying. You're out playing board games at a cafe. You're doing fuck all. But you got a good twenty minutes that you take to every conversation. That's all you have. Right now, we're seeing here, right? People are boycotting Tim Hortons. Yeah. Right? Because they said, uh, so the minimum wage went up in Ontario, or in just, I'm not yeah. sure how that works. But basically, they're like, wait, if we're going to afford this, we got to cut some benefits. Yeah. So people are saying we're going to boycott Tim Hortons because we're all about the people and we want them to have benefits. Well, if you really gave a shit that much, then you would have originally protested the federal government and being like, yo, reduce taxes a bit yeah. so that they have more take-home money and then they don't need to depend on anybody for benefits. Or if you really cared that deeply, then why the fuck are you tweeting about this on your iPhone? What about boycotting Apple? What about the people that are building that shit, right? Is it because they're foreigners? You're like, oh, they don't count. They're, they're foreign. Yeah, they're, they're different. Yeah, yeah. Right? But this hypocrisy of, yeah. oh, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon now. Yes, boycott Tim Hortons. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's why, you know what I mean? I, I told you earlier, I, I don't know the facts. I'm not going to, I'm drinking one now. Yeah, me too. But that's the thing. I can't, boy, like, I could boy, if, if I found out that, like, Tim Hortons came out and said, hey, uh, new rule, don't hire black people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's boycott Tim boycott. Hortons. Yeah, that, well, I'm not having that. But at as all. a business, they need to balance everything. Yeah. They always have to make a profit, right? They're like, well, yeah. if we're spending more here, we got to cut somewhere. Yeah, it sucks. But I, that's how I expect the business to run. But did someone again? I know nothing, so I'm not taking any point. I know here. a little bit uh, less. You than know, nothing. You, you, a little you bit know less more than, than me. But didn't they <laughs> say they they were getting paid for their breaks? Yeah, I I thought that. You know why I thought that was crazy, bro? I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been paid for my breaks when yeah. I worked. I go, yo, that was a thing? Oh, I should have looked into it. That's dope. I thought they just, it's they don't pay you. I worked at like restaurants. Yeah, normally when you're on break, you don't get paid. It depends where you work. Okay. I was like, oh, shit. I, but most places I remember didn't pay you for breaks. Like you're on break. Why am I going to pay you? Yeah, that's something. So when I heard that with Tim Hortons, I'm like, yo, they're living it over there, <laughs> man. No wonder they're so happy all the time, man. Yeah, Tim hey, Hortons. Breaks. <laughs> Unless you're in Montreal, they're always angry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. Um, they're not happy here at Tim Hortons. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I I don't think Tim Hortons is a French thing, though. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I think I think it's almost like an insult to the city to have a Tim Hortons. Here. Maybe I think because so. they I got bistros, they got all kinds they of little got places. Dope ca- cafes. Yeah. Why the fuck? And then there's Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons just and this is gonna sound wrong. Just reminds me of like the most Canadian guy to Same. come into a room with boots. Like he doesn't have the. I'm like, dude, you're you're getting snow everywhere. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> with a shovel, he's like, I just found a moose. You know, like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like you bring it to the French. They're gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. We have something better. We have I, real I, coffee. Yeah, I'm I'm all for anger and boycotting Tim Hortons in Montreal. There's no way you bring that trash. <laughs> we got better places. Yeah. Too do- it's too dope of a city to have, like, Tim Hortons. Even the structure of it, you no know, matter. To- also, Tim Hortons, like, if you put a fucking, uh, what is it, um, a fireplace in your place, stop doing that. It's still Tim Hortons. Like, <laughs> stop putting the fire. Nobody, just fuck off, right? I don't like it. Speaking of fireplaces. Um, snap for no reason. I went to visit somebody's condo, uh, a buddy of mine. <laughs> I yeah. hadn't been there to show him a condo. And he had, he didn't have a real fireplace. But he, he had his uh, TV screen, <laughs> but <laughs> under it, he had another TV screen that I guess was cheaper that he bought, yeah. and he would just have a fire that's running. That's kind of dope. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's, I, like, I don't know what to say about this. Like, I want to make fun of you, but at the same time, it's cool. It's a fireplace. So it's on two or just one? No, no, two screens. So one screen one is, is the TV? fireplace, yeah. and one is his TV. 
So instead of just turning the TV into a fireplace when he's not using it, he's like, I'm not going to fuck up TV like that. I'll just have a shitty um, flat screen on the bottom with the fireplace running. I'm all but, for that. Yes. Yeah, I'm all for it. I wouldn't make fun of you. <laughs> That was that was that was, I was well done. That was all the fence because I yeah. want to make fun. It looks cool. Like I like looking at it. You have a fireplace. You don't have to maintain it. You know. But no, that's smart. Who man. thought of that? Like I'm going. This, I had never seen that's, this in my life. That's kind of genius. Yeah. <laughs> that's not genius, but I'm like it's kind of smart. That yeah, I don't. Want, that's smart. I'm. I wouldn't make fun of you. You wouldn't make fun of him. No, no, that's great. <laughs> he 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 knew what was happening and he set it up properly. I like that. Yeah, I do. You can appreciate that. I'll yeah. tell him. I'll let him know. Tell him no, I really, really appreciate that. <laughs> I wouldn't get a fireplace in my house because I'm too paranoid and anxiety. I'm, I'm not about that. I don't know how because I keep. I've seen videos of people. You, I never had a fireplace. Yeah. You got to clean the fireplace. You got to get this thing that you burn on the wood too to clean the chimney. You know? yeah. like, or else all this shit is like super flammable after a while in the chimney. Oh really? Yeah, and your whole fucking place could go up in flames. I'm like these are not the That's chances. That's too much. Yeah, I'm not playing with that risk. Uh, there's no. Like way. I'll get Hydro Quebec to just heat my fucking <laughs> yeah. place. Up. Aren't they, that's the other thing is in, I don't know how much you know about Quebec, but I aren't they the only option here for electricity? Is just Hydro Quebec? I don't know. Is that in, like Montreal? Like who, who else yeah. is there? Like I I I don't see another company that competes with them because they had a commercial. Yeah. Like why are you advertising? Who are you advertising to? Oh really? That's yeah, I don't understand funny. it because the people that you're advertising to that don't have electricity are yeah, homeless. They're not going to see this commercial, <laughs> right? Crazy. And the people who already are with you. They're already with you. Who yeah. are you advertising to? Who are you advertising to? That's nuts. I don't know. It's a waste of money. It's a very waste of, way waste of money. We have no choice, right? When you're the monopoly, don't try to play it like, oh, we're still struggling. We're trying. It's like when the... It's not even the same, but I think it's funny. It's like when the WWE promotes. <laughs> it's like, dude, man, you ran out the other company. You bought it. Who are you competing against <laughs> right now? You're not competing against anybody. You're monsters. But apparently they're making money hand over fist right now. The WWE? Yeah, I just went to I I went to uh, an event in Toronto on New, J- December thirtieth. Live so event, fun. taped. Live event, not taped, but it's a it was a raw live event. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. I used to like wrestling a lot more as a kid and growing up and like in the raw era. Same that, the the that the whole raw, um yeah. I can't the get attitude over the raw era. era. I can't. It's like too great. Um, now I now because of a very funny guy Patrick Akeem, he watches it when I go st- when I go kick it with him. And I, I, he gets me back into it, so I'll, he'll tell me and give me the information. I have two buddies like that; they're still into it, so they get me into yeah. it from time to time. But uh, I feel like it's for me at least what I used to enjoy in the Attitude Era. That whole um, anything could happen, yeah. and fuck your boss, and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. There's so much rock, crazy rock, energy. It was just crazy. It was just absurd at the surprise aspect yeah. of it. I don't think they have captured it right now. I think now it's a lot more about the wrestling. Yeah, it's a lot more about the wrestling, which is not a bad thing. I bad. mean, that's it's what they train yeah. for. But it's just it's it's more colorful now. Yeah. But I feel like they're targeting younger audiences. Like that's how it feels to me. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. They are because yeah. Well, that's where the money is right now, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking thirteen-year-olds with uh, somehow disposable income. I don't know where they're getting it from. They, their parents. And, and yeah, they're mo- and it's easier to you know you're gonna please your thirteen-year-old once you get to seventeen, eighteen. You're like, oh fuck yourself. Like, yeah. You go pay for it. <laughs> you got to get that get that thirteen-year-old because they will influence their parents and stuff. But and you're right. Buy the merch. Buy all the merch. Back then, it was just like, yeah, they were doing like grown up shit. Yeah, like, dude, there was like, uh, he he's married to him, but they they <laughs> no. got he drugged her and slept with her. And it, yeah. I remember like Triple H, uh, Vince McMahon's daughter. He the whole thing was he drugged her, yeah, and he took her through a drive through chapel to marry her so that he could own part of the company. Like that's some crazy, yeah, that's some kidnapping up. in here. Yeah. There's drugging people. Yeah, yeah, man, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> None of this would fly today, right? Not if they do chance, that, dude. Seventy, yeah, it's, dude. I remember it would be like in driving Stone Cold driving the ambulance. Be, like beat him up yeah, in the exactly. hospital. It was so good. But now I only I, I really like Brock Lesnar because how crazy he, he just does whatever the fuck he <laughs> wants. He suplexes everybody. It's just so funny to watch him just toss people around. And he's a maniac. That's probably the only um, wrestler. That's the wrestler now I get excited for. But a live event, it was fun. Like we had a great time. It's a good. It's like a concert. It's just you're having a good time. That's dude. There was like parents were having a good time. You know what I mean? Uh, Hakeem almost got into a fight with a kid. That's fuck. Why the, would I? Because Hakeem <laughs> kept going uh, sell out to the. He was ch- doing chants. Uh, I think it was sell out. I forget the word he was saying. Just having fun. Yeah. And then the kid was like, no. And he was like, <laughs> I'm in the middle of him, and he's screaming at Hakeem. I go, yo, they're gonna go in. And it was funny. I was like, this kid's gonna. Having a good time, he's just oh, fucking around. All, yeah, we were all having a good time and stuff. Like, fuck that pubeless prick. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the only. I was like, I was like, the heckles were like, if 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 a blog caught these hecklers, they would have shut this family down. The, the the dad was telling the kid, he giving him lines to say, and the kid was like, "You pee sitting down." <laughs> 
But you can't say that. Like back then you said that and you're like, yeah, man, but you didn't think anything of it like in, in a feminist yeah, way of exactly. like not empowering women. You're just like, hey, you piece it down like a chick. Yeah, like but, I'm not a chick. Like yeah. I said. <laughs> but I, I, we, me and Hakeem were laughing. He was, he, he was saying like, man, you can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? You can't do that now. Like, you, you know what I mean? If someone heard that, that could be an, an incident. That could be split screen on fucking CNN. Or just even there, like like someone, like, you know, like who, like a, a guy or a girl would have been like, hey, man, you can't say that. Why are you teaching your kid that? Yeah. Like, and, then, and the dads weren't ones to be to be told anything. They look like brute men. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's what they would do. They're not they're Start not fake. backhanding someone. Oh, yeah, yeah they're not. Like, the, the, the one of the dads was walking, he came up to us, he goes, ah, jokingly, he goes, he goes, elbows, everyone's getting them. And he's just giving us elbows. It he's was just so fucking funny. around. It's just a bunch of people. That's not saying they're having a good time, but I'm, it, it, we were just laughing about, like, in this time now, you can't say. We were just, I heard it, and I was, like, not shocked, because I've heard that stuff before, not offended, but I was like, wow, I didn't know you. I thought everyone was being PC. But do you, isn't that crazy that even as a comic, you and Patrick Hakeem thought about it. You're like, yeah. fuck, still now, this might be viewed upon. Oh, as, yeah. Like, it's still in the back of your mind. And I feel like that kind of affects comedy when you're trying to be yourself. Yeah. And then you, you're your own police officer now because you're like, oh, wait, is this going to offend? Yeah. This this group of people is going to offend. These? And you're... Instead of just being like, man, this is funny. People should like, I'm going to say it because I think talking, it's funny. They, they were talking about it last night about how, like... Um, like about uh, some of the rooms in Montreal are policing comics, yep. and it's just like, and and they were asking me about other scenes. I go, man, it's everywhere. I, and I was telling them, I'm like, I don't. Does anyone? I, I for a while, I just felt like no one's doing comedy, like no one's doing stand up. Yeah. Like everyone was just either getting offended and writing a blog about it. So like, I don't know who's trying to be great anymore. I don't hear people. Going, man, I'm gonna try to better my jokes. It's like, did you hear what this person said? Exactly. Did like, you see Chappelle's new specials? They just came out. I part, no, no, but but I, they, yeah, they're going it. at him. You're gonna again, love it. I like, love it because they're going at him. He doesn't give a fuck, and that's how it should be. Yeah. Because the problem is, what I don't like is people apologizing when they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, if I said something that I truly think is funny and not a, you know, I'm just trying to. Yeah. And you get, I can I could apologize for the way you took it. But I can't apologize for no. telling the Joker, liking it. I don't think he did anything offensive. He I, didn't. He didn't. But people took. People are dissecting things. Like, well, I'm going to take this word. Yeah. I'm going to take this context. Put it like this, and this is offensive. But you know who he is. You know what he's trying to say. Yeah. Why are you trying to push into a direction that it's really wasn't heading exactly. in? I, but he addresses it in this special. Well, yeah, and then he, now they're offended about him for the stuff oh, about they? Louis. Yeah, that's why? what I thought you were talking about. Oh, no, the Louis C.K. thing. Dude, I had said it on this podcast. I've said it twice on two different podcasts, actually. So Louis C.K. thing. I said it when it first happened. I go, I'd love to jump on the bandwagon and be like, fuck this guy or whatever the hell. But in reality, what it sounds like is he had a fetish. Like, he liked jerking off in people. Yeah. He didn't rape anybody. The only thing I found that was you could frown upon is the people that he worked with, that girl that he called into the office. and yeah. he, Because it's a context of, number one, it's at work. Yeah. Number two, it's an industry hard to get in. She's a woman. Yeah. You're putting her in a weird place where it's like, fuck, I, I want this job. Yeah, yeah. So even her saying yes doesn't count. But for the other one, where two comics, he met them at the club, invited them in the middle of the night, you want to come over to my house and drink uh, my, my oh, room? So, yeah. You went, Then he asked, you want me to whip out? Yeah, they're laughing. Like, yeah, whip it out or whatever. I'll jerk off. And you're taking that as, oh, it scarred them or whatever. It's like, come on, guys. He had Dude, a that's crazy if somebody, like, if somebody goes, well, I'm going to whip out my dick, I'd be like, no. No. I, dude, people are like, I yo, leave. can I whip out my dick? I'd be like, yeah, no. And it's happened once. Somebody said, yo, can I whip out my yeah, dick? Yeah. Like, I was like, you, you got the wrong guy. This isn't for me. Yeah, I'm not saying that, like, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm just saying, I'm like, if someone ever tells me, if my boy goes, I'm going to whip, can I whip out my dick? You're like, get out of here. Yeah, like, can, I, can I jerk off in front of you? What are you going to say? You're going to be like, maybe. Yeah, it's Man. nuts. It's also I, you know, I, I just was like, I knew I was just like, it's a fetish, but it's yeah. like a weirdo. Like it's like weird. It's like yeah, he, he, where it gets, tr not, it's where it's fucked up. It's like you're doing it at work. Yeah, now. and like, also you do to that a fetish. person who's your subordinate, she's, you're, yeah. you're putting her in a really fucked up position. So exactly. I agree with that. I'm like, yeah, horrible. Of course, he not only she should apologize, but. You you got to be careful when you're putting when you're hiring. Now you got to think about it, like, hey man, you know, yeah. I understand that completely. I'm not saying he's a hero, but l you can't put everything in the same basket. Same basket, you know? yeah, because yeah. it's not. He, I'm, I always wonder. I'm like, we, he could have went. There's got to be services where you can go jerk off in front of someone. No, I don't know. I feel there's a service somewhere. Well, there must be. I mean, prostitutes. Like you can call a prostitute over and jerk and just off. tell her, I just want to jerk, jerk off, off in front of you. Yeah, but I think he they they were saying that it's a power thing. Mm. Like he was doing it as because he knew the people or something. He knew the people or something like that. And then yeah. even the, the, what they were mad at Chappelle about, I guess, is that he was calling them. He was making fun of the phone thing, like you know when she was on the phone. Yeah, she said, "I'm pretty sure he was jerking off." Yeah, and he, but why'd he, you stay on the phone? 
that's another one too, man, where it's like, I, I was talking with another comic, I'm like, it's different if you're in person with them, I guess, because there's a, you might feel helpless and stuff like that, but on the phone, I feel you could just hang, hang the up. fuck up. Yeah, hang, and also, it, what was Chink's like, at first I wasn't sure, but then like, I'm pretty sure he was jerking off or whatever, something like that. Yeah. So that's a weird thing to say. Like, what if the guy's just jogging or what if he's just tired? Like, Dude, I get awkward on the phone with my boy. If my boy's on the calls me when he's on the treadmill, I go hang up. It's weird. <laughs> Hang the fuck up, dude. If you're breathing <laughs> not normal like how you normally are around me, hang up. I make him hang up. I go, get off the fucking treadmill. I'm not going to do this. You want me to sit here while you breathe? It's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm out, man. But I felt the same. I was like, wait, couldn't she just hang up? It's like, I was helpless. There was no way out of this situation. Yeah, there was. It was, it was a yeah. click away. But they, they go at him. Uh, I don't want to say, like, you know, even... Um, people, I just think also people... Not, not those situations. I'm, I'm leaving those situations. I'm saying, like, people are... Certain people are just looking for you to slip up with words yep. and then pouncing those words and then just attacking. Like I think that's how 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 you know they're just looking like you said and then they'll 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 make their they'll build their own story. They'll build and the and thing is narrative. it makes them feel good. I find that people a lot of people now and I've noticed it and again anecdotally I just noticed it yeah. from my interactions is instead of trying to better themselves in some way or feel better by doing something, yeah. it's this weird thing where they think if I take this guy down, yeah. I'm gonna feel better, like, or if I take her down, if I make her feel like she she, she doesn't yeah. matter, I'm gonna matter to myself. Yeah. But it's really not the case, because if you ask these people, I'm pretty sure, like, do you feel a lot better by doing this? Honestly, like, do you feel like you've gained anything in life? It's gonna be a no, because what have they gained? How? If, yeah. If, if you're like, a shitty comedian and you try to go out a good comic, you're like, I'm gonna bring him down a peg. Yeah. That Hannibal Burris, I'm gonna bring him down. How the fuck's that gonna make you a better comic by taking down Hannibal? No, it's not. It's not at all. It's not at all, man. It's just not. It's you're not bad. gonna get better. You're no. not. I don't know. I don't know why people are like that now. They don't want to just... Like, I always try to better myself. Like, okay, I got to get better at this. I got to do this better. It's not like, oh, I'm going to take him down and then I'll take that spot. Yeah. No, I, I'm, not, I don't, I don't, I'm not that way as well. But yeah, it's fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll watch the specials. I yeah, you're going to like him. You're yeah, going to like him. I'm bad at that, too. So give us, uh, give us some dates. Give us some websites. Where are the people going to find you, Dave? Um, you can find me at uh, Dave Merhej, M-E-R-H-E-J-E.com. That's where the website resides, and then from there, <laughs> I'll put stuff on, and then we can go from there. There'll be show dates, and if it's in your city, and you feel the need to come out and want to come out, you could do that, and then you can add me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I don't know what the handle is, because I, I lost my password to my original one, <laughs> and I don't know how I can't get back in, so uh, my handle's weird there, but Twitter is Dave Merhej, and Facebook is Dave Merhej, and uh, yeah. Through there, you find this is all in the description. Well, I only make you say it for people that refuse to read. Fair and enough. They just I like saying it, man. And they just listen. They go yeah. on their phones. But Dave, it's been a fucking pleasure. Thank you. And for I'm gonna me. tomorrow. I'm gonna pass by. Nice. Uh, I, I gave away um, two pairs of tickets. I have two more tickets. I, I think I'm gonna put a video up tomorrow to give it away to people. Yeah, that'll be great. Fill that place up on a Saturday. I'm, I'm pumped. And that's that. Thank you. No, thank you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.